Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700KBGG. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Hey, everybody, welcome in on a uh, hot Tuesday. We say hello to you, Jimmy B and Trent. Uh, you can always get on the program, 264-1700. Again, that's 264-1700 if you'd like to join us. Uh, great show lined up. Coming up about 1225, Zub ESPN will be our guest. At 1 o'clock, Alex Halstead, allcyclones.com, 24-7 sports. And, no, he's Cyclone Alert, isn't he? Yeah, Cyclone Alert is Alex. There's way too many websites. I can't keep track. Well, there's only one you need to go to, cyclonealert.com. Okay, that's the one I'm going to That's the only one you need. Cyclonealert.com, 24-7 sports. There you go, Alex Halstead. Uh, John Shipley will join us on the Vikings coming up at 140. And then your boy is in Wolfgang at what, 2 o'clock? 2 o'clock, absolutely. Busy show here, Jimmy B. As uh, news comes out yesterday, Ray Casango no longer part of the Iowa State program. Official release on that today means Iowa State has now two open scholarships. They do. Uh, The news officially came out yesterday, though we found out about it Friday. Hans Brace will be uh, joining the team as a fifth-year grad transfer. Kind of a stretch-four kind of guy. Yeah. A uh, couple of knee injuries, though, late in his career. We'll see what kind of impact he can make. But kind of going through here, it's uh, a roster that is going to look so different oh, yes, than what people is. are used to. Yes, it is. After four years of Monte Morris, and before that, a year before, you had George Niang. I mean, those have been really the centerpieces of this program for a half decade. Mm-hmm. And now it'll be no more. And then you lose Matt Thomas, who was part right. of the program for four years. And Naz Mitru Long, and he was there bits and pieces of five seasons. Right. And Deontay Burton, who was there for a couple of years. You miss all that, and it is going to be a completely different look. It is. This is Steve Prohm's team now. Yeah, it is. It is. Yep. There is no more Hoiberg right. kind of fingers on this program. This is his team. This is his program. And there's a lot of different avenues to look at that. First of all, anytime you have this many new pieces, yeah, you return Solomon Young, but offensively, I mean, Solomon Young is not an offensive stalwart. No, no, he's not going to put up 25 for you. Right, right. He was a garbage guy a year ago. They did some real good things. He really improved as a screener on the top. I agree. And that was part of the development that we saw. You know, we talked about what he did helping them inside rebounding because Mm -hmm. they went the fifth-year grad transfer route. They brought in Merrill Holden. They brought in Bowie. Neither of those guys, I think, contributed the way that most people expected them. And because of that, they had to turn a different place. They went back to Solomon Young, and it worked out well. He did those things inside. He rebounded. He was able to be a post-defensive player. That was good. But he also helped out a lot on the perimeter with the screens that he could set. They could go a lot of high screen and roll with him and uh, with Monte Morris up top and do things that way. So he's going to have a different kind of role. You know, what kind of production can you get out of him? What would be a realistic Solomon Young? He's going to get more. He's going to get more minutes. More touches as well. Yes. We start right there. We we start with the only returning starter that they have coming back, Solomon Young. Let's see what he did. Last season, these were his numbers. Okay. He averaged. I'm going to guess. Let me guess. Five points a game. He averaged 4.4 points. Okay. 3.3 3.3 rebounds. Okay. shot 64% from the floor. Now, a lot of those were alley-oops, putbacks. Yes, yes. 
things like that. He's going to get more involved, and you figure more touches. So you got that. If he can... You got to score eight? Eight. He's got to double it, right? Eight and six, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah. Eight, six, eight and seven, maybe. Yeah, if he can get you that. Yeah. All right, now you're on. You're all right. Now there's our starting point. Donovan Jackson, another returner that saw a lot of minutes last. He did. Shot it ridiculously well. There was a stretch over, it was like five weeks, where he shot 64%. That was crazy. He was just on fire. And he had a wrist injury on top of it, which which still makes it even more baffling. A guy with a wrist injury that is shooting at that level. Maybe he should just have it hurt the whole time. (laughs) Maybe that would help. (laughs) Don't do anything to help that wrist. It worked out just well. Last year, uh, he averaged six and a half points and a little over an assist per game. Okay. Shot 44% from the field, 45% from downtown. It's going to have to be in double figures. Yeah, going to need that. Going to need that out of him. Then you get to the newcomer. Well, and let's throw Nick well, Weiler Babb. Yeah, okay, He's let's the go other there. returner that saw right. a lot of minutes. Weiler Babb last year played 16 and a half minutes a game. You figure he's probably going to be, what, 24, 25 minutes right now. You would think so. Next season, average four points, three rebounds, assist and a half. He's got, he's got an odd game. It's kind of hard to exactly pinpoint what he's really good at. I was just going to say, I don't really know what kind of game he has. Yeah, not a great shooter. Shot 30% from downtown last year, but he's athletic. And remember what Steve Prohm said last year before the season began about him? He said of the whole roster, including Monte Morris and all the seniors we just talked about, he thought he had the most upside mm-hmm. at the next level, at the NBA level. He is a freak athletically. He is. He's got the long arms. You know, if he can figure out, develop that jump shot to go along with his ability and, and can get a little more drive to his game, maybe he's a guy that can develop and you get 9, 10 points a game What, out of what him. did you say he averaged? Four points, three rebounds, assist yeah, and he's, a half. He's going to have to double that as well. So those are the three guys coming back that saw minutes. And then you got all these newcomers. You got the two fifth-year grad transfers. Right. And as I just mentioned with Bowie from a year ago along with Merrill Holden, Kind of be careful with the two guys that are coming in as fifth-year grad transfers as well. Jeff Beverly put up nice numbers, what, 16 points, six and a half mm-hmm. rebounds a game. It was at Texas San Antonio. Right. And Merrill Holden put up very similar numbers at La Tech. Conference USA is a lot better than Southland Conference. Yes. And it wasn't able to translate for Iowa To the State. Big 12. If Beverly, though, he's got a nice mid-range game. If he can give you six, seven points a game good rebounder, mm-hmm. you know, do those kind of things. And then the great unknown with this is Hans Brace. We don't know with him, is he going to be a guy that, A, can even physically play? Trent, not only has he had one ACL tear, he's had two. Right. I've had one. That was enough. <laughs> Trust me. Yeah. Now, look, the when I had mine back in 1904, the surgery, obviously, was not as good as what it is now sure. and the way that they repair things. But still, the dude has had two. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, he could be just walking onto the court and blow the damn thing. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, the, he's, he's like Cameron Laird. He's the great mystery man. He is the great unknown. Stretch four, can step yep. out and shoot it. Yep. You know, when he was right, when he was healthy. Average eleven and a half points mm-hmm. and five and a half rebounds. I think yeah. it was active guy. If he can give you six, seven points a game, knock down a three. You know, shoot forty percent from out there. Be a stretch four. Help out a little bit inside. All right. Then you got that. And then we get into the freshmen. 
And one of the freshmen we've talked about before, Cameron Laird, he's gained 20 pounds. Yes. He's bigger. Will he be able to shoot it? We don't know. And we just don't know until we really see this guy, what he can do. And then the freshman, other freshman. He's a redshirt freshman. Right. He redshirted last year. Lindell Wigginton. Yes. All the accolades. They need this guy. If this is going to be a team that is going to, at the very least, middle of February, we say, you know what? If Iowa State, if they win four out of their last six and win a game in the Big 12, they're going to get in. You know, something like that. They need Lindell Wigginton at that point to be incredibly good. Not good for a freshman, mm-hmm. but we're going through here, and where's the points coming from? Yeah, I, we just kind of named Is, is Donovan was. Jackson going to average 15, 16 a game? I don't know. You see, that's, that's quite a leap. That's that's the other unknown. What, can what, can what, Weiler Babb give you 12 a game? Or them were, what did Donovan Jackson average once again here? Uh, he averaged six and a half. Okay, year. so if he doubles up, that's 12. Yeah, 13 yeah. game. You're still looking for points. This team's going to have to be much better than they've been in the past defensively. I agree with that. That's number one. I You're think it'll be that. a totally, not not a totally different look, because they will still try to spread the floor and shoot threes. But I think they will play at a slower pace than what uh, Cyclone fans are used to well, seeing. Well, we saw that last year. Yeah, they changed. Yeah. They changed as the season went on. And and I think that they will have to become more defensive-minded. Mm-hmm. Probably, not- probably not going to win a... 90-88 shootout. Right. There just doesn't appear to be that kind of scoring ability with this At team. the moment, correct. Right. Unless Wigington comes in right away yep. and is a super freshman. This is a five-star kid. Yeah. Top 25 player. Yeah we're, yeah, we're not saying that he can't do that. You know, and, and I also wonder how this is going to work. You know, we saw Kansas do this last year. Yes. Playing the two-point guards, and we're seeing this happen more and more in college basketball. Play two-point guards together. You know, how they're going to handle the duties with Wigington and uh, and with Donovan Jackson, also at Oak Hill, I found this interesting. Mm-hmm. Now, Wington ended up being uh, the leading scorer for Oak Hill, which is an accomplishment that, in his own. I was right. going to say, yeah. But their uh, their point guard is going to Texas. He didn't play point exclusively at Oak Hill. It was shared duties, much like we're talking about with him and Jackson here. Mm-hmm. He's very good at absorbing contact. One thing, watch a couple of those games late in the season that he played. Very good at absorbing contact and then finishing. Very good off the drive. If he can shoot it at a decent clip. And early on, you never know with freshmen how they're going to shoot it. You look at the high school numbers, but a lot of times it just doesn't translate. It's difficult to see how it's going to translate for guys at the next level. But if he has that kind of ability, and if he is a driving dish kind of guy, you put him out there, and you got Donovan Jackson. We just talked about how well he can shoot it. If Wyler Babb can figure out that jump shot, you got Brace out there. Mm-hmm. Cameron Laird has that part of his game. You got those shooters out there that can help him out. That's what they need from Wigington. If he can be a guy that really can get into the lane and do some different things, does he average 14 points, five assists a game? I think you sign up for that right now. I mean, I'd take it in a heartbeat if Absolutely. you're probably Steve Prone. And they might need that out of him. And the other two freshmen coming in, Darius McNeil, Texas kid, right. good shooter, didn't play in a lot of AU events, so wasn't you know, widely regarded, anything like that. From talking to a few people with Iowa State, they're very excited about him, mm-hmm. though. We'll see about that. And then, of course, Terrence Lewis, who I've told you before. I right. Love. Yeah. Six foot six, yep. kid from Milwaukee, athletic. He can step out and hit shots from the outside. I really like his game, and I think he's going to be able to uh, be a contributor. But it is so many new pieces, so many different things, and it can take a while. Just look at Oklahoma last year. Oklahoma coming off a year where 
They went to the Final Four. They lost a ton. Still returned a couple of pieces. Mm-hmm. And it took them a long time. And they still str- they struggled the entire season. Yes. But they did improve and get better as the year went on. They did. But, but it was a very slow process. Yes, absolutely. You know, a year ago, they... They came back. They had Jordan Woodard out there. Right. You know, Woodard was injured for a part of the season, too. Uh, in fact, they played pretty well without him for a couple of those games. Yeah. Didn't they lose him, too, at the end of the year, Woodard? He, towards towards the end, yeah. 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 And that, that's what I just said. Yeah. Is they played pretty well without him there for a while. But, you know, he uh, that Oklahoma team was incredibly young, a lot of freshmen, mm-hmm. a highly regarded freshman class. And look how long it took them. That's correct. I think Oklahoma is going to be really good. I think they're going to be top half of the league next year. Okay. I like that young talent, but in the Big 12, it's Kansas first. Yes. West Virginia, yeah. TCU, maybe throw Oklahoma in the mix, and then kind of that middle part is wide open. It's going to take a while, I think, though, for this team to come together. I, I'm with you on that just because there are so many different moving parts, and and this is going to sound funny to Big 12 basketball fans, and you referenced it already, putting them in that top echelon, TCU. Yeah. They're good. Yes. They've got players coming back that will even be better than what they showed uh, this season, this past season. So this is a team that's very talented. And at the moment, they have, say, subplanted Iowa State as a team that would probably be considered in that top echelon mm-hmm. with the talent that they return. And you're right. It's it's going to be for for Cyclone fans. Who are these guys? I gotta, I gotta, I gotta buy a, a roster <laughs> just to just to figure out who I really want to watch here and who I'm going to cheer for here. Got to buy a media guy. Yes, yes. When you're looking at it's going to be totally different than what they have seen in years. We'll get into that much more coming up with Alex Halstead. That'll kick off the one o'clock hour. But before we get to our first uh-huh. guest, yeah, Zubin Mahente from ESPN. He's excited to talk some NBA with you. I bet he is. Yeah. We uh, got to take a look back at last night in the world of sports. It's in case you missed it, and it's presented by Wolf Construction Roofing. Let's start with some hockey, Jimmy B. I'm ready. Flipping back and forth. I missed it. The only goal <laughs> of the game. Uh, that's going to happen. Here we go to the third 13 minutes gone by, and Pittsburgh finally puts one in the back of the net. Maybe. Come on now. 13 minutes gone in this third period. Have Kenny Malkin. Kessel with a shot block. The rebound scores. Dale Kessel breaks the ice. Boy, Anderson doesn't give up many for no. Ottawa. And Kessel had a blistering wrister right there. He, he didn't have anybody in front of him. That play opened up. Mm-hmm. And Kessel was able then to find the upper corner of the net. And got it past Anderson for the goal. From there we go. That series tied up at one apiece with the victory. We go to the NBA. It was Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Semifinals. Winner to face Cleveland. And in the third quarter about this point, boy, Jimmy B, I, I was just feeling, here comes the Wizards. I, I They're going to get it done. Yeah, They're going to get it I done. I thought so, too. Deep three. Rims out. Gortat taps it out to Beal. The release by Wall. Wall off the glass and in. John Wall with a chance at a three-point play. Every single time Boston would make a little run, the Wizards would have an answer. Yes. And, and until deep into the third, 
I have that feeling. Something's going to happen here. Beal was ridiculously good. He was hitting shots all over the mm-hmm. place. But Wall, he ran out of gas. Ran out of gas in the fourth quarter. 44 minutes for him last night. And and these coaches, unless you're somebody superhuman like LeBron, mm-hmm. you just can't play guys this many minutes. You can't. Uh, we continue to see it. Look at the numbers for guys that play that many minutes. Their numbers con- completely fall off. Yes, that's true. And Now, the Wizards don't have a bench, and that's something that they need to work on if they're going to take that next step. They got outscored, was it 48-5 last five. night? Yeah, Wizards, yeah, the Wizards got five points from their bench. That's it. You get outscored 48-5. And uh, another thing, heard the call. Mm-hmm. Ian Eagle was unbelievably good last night. He's good, though, most of the he, time. He always is. Yeah. You just don't hear him a lot in the NBA. Uh, I, I okay. know, what is he called, Nets games? Yeah, he does the Nets. He's so good. Yeah. I, I always love him during the NCAA tournament. That's a guy that doesn't get a lot of national run. He's really he good. He is good. I really, I just I, sat back and enjoyed it. You know what, there are a night. lot of guys that do, like, regular games during the regular season mm-hmm. that you just don't see or hear much of, right. and then all of a sudden they pop up for a national game. You're going, God, this guy's really good. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of guys who are like that. But in the end, it was Kelly Olenek. That's my man from Gonzaga. Uh, Kelly Olenek. <laughs> get a haircut. Make that switch and get smart back on Beal. 33 for Beal. It's a 5-4 game. Olenek. Kelly Olenek with a three. He's seven Celtics. Halfway point of the fourth quarter of game seven. Olenek again. Kelly Olenek. Chuck is down to four. Olenek goes to work. Porter there defensively. Olenek gets the roll. Kelly Olenek can do no wrong. <laughs> Just like we thought, right, Jimmy? Yeah. Kelly Olenek, the star of this game. Here's the three ball. We broke down the game. We talked about it yesterday for a long time. We did. It never was Kelly Olenek. No, <laughs> no. Uh-uh. Look, what people forget is they saw him score 14 in the fourth, but they forget he had 12 in the first half. All right, he was he was a solid contributor throughout the entire game. And he caught fire in the bottle. Look, we know that he's he's a talented player. He is. Looks a little funny. You don't yes. care for his haircut, but or the man the, bun. The man bun is never a good bun. See, I think I think you'd look good in a man bun. Good God. On TV imagine? now? You should you should go the man no, bun. No, no, that's So that's, at any that's okay. At, at any rate, oh, I mean, he was you forget that he was a star at Gonzaga. Well, all these guys were stars. Well, yes. Well, okay, fair enough. Yeah, but he carried Gonzaga, and it really hadn't translated really well yet to the NBA. He'd have a couple of good nights, but nothing like what we just witnessed last night. We finish up in case you missed it, presented by Wolf Construction Roofing with some baseball late into the night last night. Uh-huh. Everything else is wrapped up. Jimmy B., were you watching any Brewers, Padres? Uh, no. No, I went extras, and I was well to sleep by this point. <laughs> I missed it as well. Eric Sogard. Who? Yeah, with a go-ahead homer. And a run-scoring single. And there is a drive. Deep right field. Renfro going back. And Sogard has done it again. <laughs> Nerd power lives in the Milwaukee Brewers clubhouse. <laughs> My goodness. How about that? So feeling good about the Brewers. They have been hot. They have been hot. They have been playing really well. But Jimmy B, unfortunately, when you're on the road, that uh, means you you don't get that last at bat. 
Padres come back and get the victory 6-5 over the Brewers, even with that highlight from last night. We finish up with a little more baseball. The White Sox were on the left coast. Got to a 3 nothing lead, but the problem... Mike Trout? Mike Trout. Another problem <laughs> is when you have Mike Pelfrey on the mound. That guy sucks. <laughs> he sucked for a long okay. time. 3 nothing lead, a home run, a three-run homer by Cole Calhoun. Right after that, Mike Trout comes to the plate. So here's the next pitch, and that one is hit high. It's hit deep to left field. Out of here! Fourth game in a row, the Trout is homered. That one gives the Angels a 4-3 lead. Breaking news, Mike Trout is good. Not bad. Yeah. Yeah, not a bad player. Isn't it ironic you got a star like that on the West Coast and then the other star on the East Coast in Bryce Harper? Just that. I don't know if it's that interesting. Ah, it is to me. So you can watch the Nets for the first game and then watch the Angels in the second game. But you don't watch any of those games. You never know. I sample from time to time. <laughs> that was in case you missed it, presented by Wolf Construction Roofing. Coming up on the other side, we go to Bristol. Zubin Mahente, he joins us. Lots of things to get into with Zubin as we continue on here. It's a Tuesday edition, Jimmy B and TC. We're back in a moment. 1700 KBGG is the big talker in Des Moines with Jimmy B and TC. Noon to 3, sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG. Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? Draft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. This is Rob Doheny with Next Generation Realty. Welcome to the best real estate market since 2008. Why pay those overpriced 5, 6, or 7% commissions? Next Generation Realty offers a flat fee as low as $39.90, and you get top exposure on Zillow, Trulia, plus all the services of a licensed real estate broker. The results speak loudly. We've saved our home sellers over $35 million. Call Next Generation Realty first, 224-9900. Save thousands. Hiring is the most challenging part of my job. It's really hard. The searching, the sorting through resumes. Most people don't have the right experience. We started using ZipRecruiter about three months ago. Right from the start, you could tell it was going to make hiring a lot easier. One click and my job was posted to 100 plus job boards, all the top sites. All of the candidates came to my dashboard and it's easy to compare them. Thumbs up if I like them. Thumbs down if I didn't. No emails and attachments, printing up docs, phone calls, none of that. And I couldn't believe the number of great applicants we got. I had the person we needed within one week. I don't know how we hired before ZipRecruiter. Whether you're looking to fill one position or 20, find the best candidates with ZipRecruiter, where your job is just one click away from 100-plus job sites. ZipRecruiter, the fastest way to hire. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter free. 
Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash talent. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash talent. ZipRecruiter.com slash talent. You'll remember the times you eat at Sam and Gabe's. Why, you ask? Because each meal is prepared and crafted with the finest ingredients by Sam and Gabe's experienced chefs, well-known in Central Iowa for steaks, handmade pasta dishes, specialty pizzas, and, of course, the incomparable Steak de Burgo. Join them in Urbandale for dinner, Sunday brunch, and live music, or dine with them for lunch or dinner in the East Village. Private event rooms are also available. Reserve your table at SamAndGabes.com. You'll remember the times you eat at Sam and Gabe's. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. Jim Brunson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG. Live from the Wolf Construction Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent. All right, everybody, welcome back in. We roll all the way till 3 o'clock today. Alex Halstead uh, will join us coming up at uh, 1 o'clock. Uh, 24-7 sports, uh, cyclone alert for Alex will get into everything that is Iowa State with him. Right now, however, some national stuff. It's always fun when we have a chance to get Zub Mahente on the show ESPN. He joins us on the Draft House 50 Hotline, Mills Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. And I know for a fact, because Zubin sent me a text, saying that he had, with the boys in Vegas, Kelly Olenek being the <laughs> hero of the game last night. You know what's so crazy about that is I guess the guy that's eating his words on that has to be uh, Draymond Green, right? I mean, Draymond was one of the first guys to come out and call him basically uh, basically the antithesis of what he turned out to be. I mean, the bench scoring was huge. It's probably not the first time Draymond's regretted doing something. <laughs> but, at the, but at the same token, it was a great moment for Olenek. It was a great moment for the season. I'll tell you what. I think what's so interesting is, you know, you can go either way on this. Generally speaking, when I see a team that won as many games as the Celtics did and get the one seed, I personally would have thought last night, whether it was for Olenek's heroics or not, Jim, that if the Celtics had lost last night's game, I would have considered their season a downer, personally. Mm-hmm. But we had Stephen A. Smith on SportsCenter yesterday, and I asked him that exact question. I said, listen, if you work the entire season, you sign Al Horford in the offseason, which I understand is not like a wow pick, but it's, it's pretty good. You edge LeBron, win the East regular season, and the number one seed. Shouldn't you at least get 
to the conference finals, even if many people believe the Cavs are the real top seed, whatever you want to call it. And he just said, nah, the Celtics are playing with house money. And he actually sort of turned to me. And my general assumption is if you're a one seed, you at least have to get to the conference finals. Uh-huh. Think about it. You know, he said, think about it like this. You're in a situation where four years ago you bring this coach in, you tear down the roster, you build everything back up, you get the one seed, which is clearly something the Cavs quote-unquote said they didn't care about, but they were trying to win games down the stretch. There's no question about it. They wanted rest, but they wanted to win some games down the stretch to get the mojo going. But most importantly, what Stephen A. said to me that really turned me was what happens tonight, which is the draft lottery. Can you imagine, Jim, a situation where the day after advancing to the conference finals as a one seed, they end up getting the number one pick mm-hmm. in the NBA draft. And I, I know it happened before with the Celtics with the late Len Bias, but to me that was Stephen A.'s real point that really stuck out to me. Even what they would have lost last night, they're going to have so much max money, they're going to have all these Nets draft picks, and no worse than the fourth overall pick when all is said and done tonight. So I agree. It's a great moment for them. But it's just scary how good the Celtics could be in the next couple of years. You know, Zubin, looking back at this series, it took four pretty ridiculous things for Boston to win these four games. Game one, hitting 19 threes. Game two, Isaiah going for 51. Uh, game five, it was uh, a lot of craziness that happened in that game. And then, of course, the Kelly Olynyk game here in game number seven. I still walk away feeling that the Wizards were probably the better team here in the series. It was just... Boston had home court advantage and got a lot of breaks that went their way in those four games at home. Yeah, a few things there. To your point, the home court advantage was it. I think they played, uh, I believe, four times in the regular season. Every game was won by the home team. They played mm-hmm. seven times in the postseason. Every game was won by the home team. So you're right. I think it was the ultimate litmus test. Had that game been played in Washington, D.C., things might be a little bit different, but it was played in Boston, and there's a reason the Celtics earned that right, obviously, through their regular season play. The other thing I would say to top off everything you sent, Tred, uh, is in the games in Washington, D.C. I mean, you could say everything fell together for the Celtics when they needed it. Olenek off the bench, the 53-point game by Isaiah, the 19-3s in the first game, all that stuff you referenced. But to take into account, in some ways, not in every game, but they were blitzed in games three and four. Just absolutely blitzed in games three and four. There was a 26-0 run by Washington in one of those games. So they looked lethargic in games three and four. Wall bailed him out in Game 6. Horford nearly won Game 6. But here's the other thing that I would say for, for Washington that I believe really accentuates your point, besides the notion uh, that all we just mentioned, and that is a lot of people believe, and I'm not saying that there's a huge choice here, but it's still impressive. I think Barkley said this, and I think Karan may have said this too, that the second-best player in the East is John Wall. Mm-hmm. The second-best player in the Eastern Conference. Again, this isn't the West, and the Warriors are just loaded, and the Blazers have Lillard and McCollum, and you got Hayward, and then you got you know you got all those things with the Spurs. You got James Harden and Russell Westbrook. I understand the East and the West are completely different when it comes to star power, but there's a lot of people that believe John Wall is the second best player. He's the best player in the East, not named LeBron. And in a in a seven game series, um, that is going to matter. Um, I just I just kind of wonder what would have happened to Wall's um, equity had they won that game last night, because you come off a game six game winner, essentially about three, five, ten seconds to go, and then you win a game seven on the road, I think you go into a different stratosphere. But as you saw down the stretch last night, he really, really struggled. It's just one game. I'm not going to say superstar fit all those shots. He missed his last 11 shots. I think it was. 
but at this but at the same token, it just goes to show you that you're right. The Wizards are close. They might just be one playmaker away from being an NBA Finals contender. But it just goes to show you every time someone someone says one piece, it just reminds you. It sounds like it's easy. Oh, it's just one piece. But how far they really are away. And it's one piece. Mm-hmm. But when you step back and think about it, it's a really, really big piece. Zoot Mahente is our guest on the Draft House 50 hotline, Mills Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Okay, I heard another commentator uh, mention this, and I can't remember. I don't think it was Stephen A., but it was somebody who is uh, on your on your staff, okay? <sighs> they talked about how Boston and Washington are teams that have are led by guards, and Boston is a diminutive guard. Cleveland is led by the greatest player on the planet, and he is 6'8", 6'9", and 250 pounds. So in the fourth quarter, because of his size and strength and the shape that he is in, he doesn't wear down like John Wall did. He doesn't get knocked around like Isaiah Thomas does. Does that factor into your equation into why I'm not only because LeBron is so good, but does that factor into your equation why guys that are bigger, stronger, skillful are the guys who will end up dominating and not the little guy? Yeah, I just don't know who's going to check LeBron for the C. To your point, I totally agree. I just think this is one of those situations where you can call it one versus two. I would consider it a stunner if the Celtics were to win the series. Like a stunner wouldn't even be a, a strong enough word. I don't know if you agree with that. I know this is a one versus two and the Cavs are the two, but um, to me the real, the real issue with that is who's going to check LeBron, but at the same token, um, what exactly is Kyrie right now? I mean, I'm always just a little bit skittish about a guy that has maybe hit the biggest, one of the biggest shots in the NBA Finals in its history in Game 7 last year. But he's been there. He's been banged up. They haven't played for about nine full days when they finally get out there. Cavs admitted last week that they essentially are throttling back. They actually had one of their deep, deep reserves. There's a story that nobody talked about because it's a guy that never plays. But they had a guy, one of their deep, deep bench guys broke his hand during practice last week. And they realized that they wanted to go full throttle and they wanted to stay up-tempo. But it was one of those things where they just couldn't afford something like that happen and so Kyrie said something really interesting he goes we've been going about 50 percent some guys are going 75 percent and some guys are going 25 (laughs) percent so I think you know this I guess his Duke education says you average that out to 50 percent but it's one of those things where it is ironic to know that all the Cavs wanted the entire end of the regular season even though they didn't want the one seed but the one thing they all agreed they had to have was rest and health and now they're going stir crazy because they're getting too much of what they wanted. Rest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Zubin Mahete, ESPN, with us on the Draft House 50 Hotline. Zubin, uh, Boston does have home court with Cleveland. The other series with the injury to Kawhi, it looks oh, like uh, deep trouble there. But what would it take in your mind for Boston to pull this shocker and to win this series? Well, I just don't think it can happen. I'm not saying it can't happen. It's anything theoretically possible. I just don't like the matchups for them. And at the, at the token out that you could say, well, you know, Boston did win more games than Cleveland. But then again, you could say Cleveland won as many games as Toronto, right? But both Cleveland and Toronto were 51 and 31. 
And after watching the playoffs, I don't think anybody believes Toronto and Cleveland <laughs> are on equal footing in any regard. Obviously, the Cavs wouldn't say it. They wouldn't disrespect the game. They'll hide it and couch it by saying things like rest and getting ready. But clearly, winning the top seeds we've discussed here wasn't paramount to them. So that the Celtics edged them in win total, I don't think really matters to me because the Cavs aren't exactly Spurs-like in sitting guys, but they clearly were ready to say, we will sacrifice a few games here and a few games there. And if you won the biggest game in the history of the franchise, um, Game 7 last year on the road against the best regular season team in NBA history, the 73-win Warriors, I don't think the Cavs are worried about going into Boston to try to win a game no. or anything like that. So I just think the matchups favor Cleveland so much. To Jim's point, I just don't think there's anybody out there that can guard LeBron. It sounds funny, but, you know, two years ago, Andre Iguodala won the NBA Finals MVP, mm-hmm. mostly because of his ability to stop LeBron James. I don't know if there's anybody on the Celtics that has the capability of doing that. Um, so I just kind of think it's pretty easy by any means. Even even the Cavs, by the they easily could have dropped a couple to the pace series in their second round, in my opinion. So I'm not willing to have there's some impenetrable force um, because. All right, Uh-oh. we're losing him here. He's... All right, All right. Uh, Zubin, are you there? We're losing you. Can you like move to a different spot? Okay, we've lost him. Let's uh, try to redial real fast and see if we can get him. Uh, listening to Zubin, look, the, it'll be interesting tomorrow night to see if the Cavs have rust or if they have rest. If they have rest, things could be really tough on Boston. I expect them to be rusty. We saw the Golden State Warriors in Game 1 really rusty. They couldn't, they couldn't score worth a damn. Uh, because of that rust. And when they finally kind of shook it off, then they got fortunate with Kawhi Leonard. Zubin, my my point was, and I want to move to San Antonio and Golden State tonight, but before I do, the question was, uh, tomorrow night, Cleveland, do we get rust or do we get rest out of the Cavaliers? I think we get rest. I think you get an inspired performance by the Celtics. I think you really do. Um, because I think for the Celtics, like I said, this is just going to be a great 24, 36 hours after what happened last night, no matter what happens tonight at the draft. Um, I think you're going to get an inspired performance for the Celtics. But from everything our Cavs guys are saying, they are just chomping at the bit so bad to get back out there. I think you're really going to see an uh, inspired effort from Cleveland. Um, who knows? Uh, but, uh, you know, there have been plenty of teams. Like I remember when I used to cover the Rockies, I think they had eight days off between the NLCS and the World Series and got swept by the Red Sox. <laughs> wow. uh, you know, things like that happen. But I think this is one of those things where they know the moment uh, and they're ready for it. You know, and if I'm Isaiah, you keep saying what you're saying. He said it again today. Everyone's counting us out. We're the one seed. I mean, it's pretty rare to people, just have people say, wow, how about that? The one seed made it to the conference final. <laughs> it's like <laughs> people have been counting. Since they went down 2-0 to Hoiberg, people have been counting them out. Um, the only thing I'm really concerned about in games is you guys, we've been talking about this in the Chicago series and also in the uh, Washington series, is at times they look so lethargic. Like the first two games against the Bulls, like they were running in quicksand and they just woke up, and who knows? They might have just won that series because Rondo got hurt. Every game Rondo played, the Bulls won. Every game Rondo was hurt, the Bulls lost. Um, so I'm just always a little concerned, too, about the Celtics playing a little lethargic uh, coming out of games. Uh, Stevens is a great coach, but... They often, when you watch them, get into these lulls where you're like, 
hey, what is going on? I mean, did the Wizards actually just score the last 26 points? Oh, I guess they did. And there's another 22-0 run. So I've always been a little bit concerned sometimes with their lackadaisical play. I don't know if you guys see that at all. Okay, before we uh, do this then, I've, I've got to get to this. I, I, we, it's been, we discussed it uh, at nauseum yesterday with what Popovich said about Zaza Pachulia and everything else that went into the Kawhi Leonard injury. He's not going to play tonight. So do the Spurs just sort of, I mean, they, they'll show up and they'll play hard, but they'll get beat and most likely get beat bad. Then they don't play until Saturday. If Leonard is back and you get two games in San Antonio, could they possibly win two there, or is that just asking way too much? I think it's possible, although I would tilt it in favor of the Warriors. You know, the, the thing that really discouraged me about that is Pop's comments are, you know, they were very much the equivalent. Our Warriors reporter said it yesterday, and I agree. They're very equivalent, or our Spurs reporter actually said it. They're very equivalent to David Fisdale take that for data rant. There was nothing he could do in that game, but the next game to set the tone, and I said that's why I think Pop did it. You better believe they're going to be watching closeouts every single time somebody takes a shot in the corner for every single team. Um, but I think what ended up happening is, to me, Jim, you won 61 games in the regular season. Sure, you lose your MVP player. He's going to get some MVP votes, and he's clearly the best maybe two-way player in the West, if not the NBA. And he's clearly uh, one of the, the dominating forces in the game. But, Jim, here we are. You've won 61 games. You've got a 23-point lead with about 19 minutes of basketball to go. Mm-hmm. You're a 61-win team with a 23-point lead with about a less than a half to play. And if you can't hold that, to me, that more than anything, we discussed this the other day, you could say Russ is the MVP, which he is. You could probably claim Harden isn't after that dud in Game 6 where he scored 10 points on 2 of 11 shootings. But if you really want to judge the value of Kawhi Leonard, that was it. I mean, right there. That was it. They're a 61-win team, lose one piece, and have a 23-point lead and can't hold it for less than a half. If that doesn't show you the level of his importance, nothing will. And, oh, by the way, they're also playing without Tony Parker. So the fact right. they played without Tony Parker, period, mm-hmm. and played with Kawhi Leonard for a little less than a half and still were basically in the game. Uh, uh, they lost 113-111, I believe. It does bode well, but I think tonight the easiest thing to do is to rest him. Obviously, he's not going to play. And then get those days off, like you said, because remember, even when they had an opportunity to close out Houston on the road and avoid a Game 7, they said, yeah, you know what, we're going to sit Kawhi. Now, that looks easy now because they won by 39 points. But think about if we were talking about it the day of the game where you're going back to Houston, a team that has whipped you twice in this series, including a 27-point win in game one, and now you're going to try to close out a series on their home court minus Leonard. And the team said, you know what, it's the best thing to do if we sit him. I think most teams would ask their superstar player to play in that game. Let's finish him off. Let's crush him. We won game five. We don't want a game seven. You never know what happens in the game seven. The Warriors have been rested. They've swept the Jazz. Most teams, I think, would play their superstar in that situation where they held him out in Houston. So I think they're going to be above-board cautious. And with those extra days, who knows about Saturday? But you're right. Tonight just, tonight just feels like it's going to be a shellacking. Last thing, Zubin, uh, back here to our Midwest Outpost. 
The Cubs' struggles continue. They lose two out of three over the weekend. To the Cardinals, from your vantage point, what's wrong with the Cubs right now? I mean, I, I actually like what Montero did. I mean, normally, after you win the World Series in that sort of fashion, and anybody that's struggling before we even hit June 1, um, I don't necessarily think calling out people is the right thing to do. So, for example, the Mets even appear to be an incredible dire straits, and Terry Collins has had some really impassioned pleas, and I just don't know if that can work for a team when it doesn't really matter in May or early June. But the fact that Montero did it, to me, really stood out, because while Hap has come up and he's looked okay, Brian got up to a slow start, and he's turned it around. But if you really look at the heart of their order, you know, Rizzo's not hitting. There's a lot of guys, if you look at the up and down the order and just look at the batting averages, where you're really, really surprised at where they are. I know Joe Madden has been a little concerned about his pitching staff. He's talked a little bit about that. He's, talked, he's not worried about Arietta. He's worried about guys more from a big-picture sense. But to me, when Montero came out and said that, for a team that absolutely positively gets the benefit of the doubt. Like, if Terry Collins has to say it because Syndergaard's hurt and Matt Harvey's a disaster and they just lost Familia and they're injured on the offensive side of the ball, Cespedes isn't hitting, Wheeler's off an injury himself, then I think you do it. But for a team like the Cubs that gets the benefit of the doubt, the polar opposite of the Mets, it was so interesting to hear Montero come out and say that because that was really a wake-up call. You know as well as I do, Joe, um, excuse me, Trent and, and Jim, that if they go 81 and 81 this year, mm-hmm. the fans really won't care. They're still in the, basking in the afterglow of last year. So if this is a 500 Cubs team for Joe Madden. That's what I meant to say, Joe. <laughs> if this is a 500 team for Joe Madden, I think fans would be like, hey, you know what? We'll get him next year. We've got a great young core. No big deal. We're still partying from 2016. Right. But that they said that to me really was a wake up call. Most teams, I don't think, do that. But teams that are inclined to win, nothing against Montero. This wasn't Chris Bryant saying it. This wasn't Rizzo or Arietta or Lester saying it. This was Miguel Montero saying it. (laughs) And when he said it, it really, really opened my eyes. It's always great, Zubin. We always enjoy having you on the show. Thank you, pal. Enjoy all the games. Yes, we'll see you next week, guys. Take care. You got it. Zubin. Zubin Mahenta, ESPN, right here on the Draft House 50 Hotline. Quick break. We're coming right back. Big Talker 1700. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC, Des Moines' savviest sports duo on the Big Talker 1700 KBGG. Trust, quality, value. Just some of the words that have been used by Wolf Construction Roofing customers to describe their experience. Wolf Construction Roofing works on residential and commercial roofing, including single-family and multi-family homes, tear-offs, specialty roofing, and gutters. Wolf Construction has grown into a roofing machine that installs and re-roofs nearly 2 million square feet of roofing each year. Wolf Construction has been given the Super Service Award from Angie's List and is accredited with the Better Business Bureau. Call them today for your free estimate. Wolf Construction Roofing, 515-216-3643. That's 515-216-3643. And online, wolfconstruction.net. This is Charles Osgood. Five times more hires are made through Indeed.com than any other job site, according to independent research. Imagine a lottery that had five times more winners or a Sunday with five times more touchdowns. When you're hiring, it makes five times more sense to use Indeed. Right now, Indeed is giving new users a $50 credit to post a sponsored job on the world's number one job site. 
Claim your $50 credit at Indeed.com slash credit. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. Save on your next oil change when you purchase five quarts of Pennzoil conventional motor oil and a MicroGuard filter for $23.99. Or upgrade to Pennzoil high mileage and a MicroGuard filter for $24.99. Save big with Pennzoil oil and filter specials at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limit supply. See store for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. It's the thrill of the grill event, now at the Home Depot, where the Kingsford Lone Star Charcoal Grill is a special buy at just $99. You'll save 50 bucks. Its durable cast iron grates and extra large surface can handle up to 24 burgers at a time, making you the undisputed grillmeister on the block. Get a fresh take on spring with the Kingsford Lone Star Charcoal Grill, just 99 bucks only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. Bow through May 31st while supplies last. Selection varies by store. 1700 KBGG is the big talker in Des Moines with Dave Ramsey talking about your money and your life. You can do this. You know, that really is a message. Whether you've got $270,000 in student loan debt or $27,000, whether you've got a $50,000 income or a $500,000 income. Dave Ramsey, weekdays 9 till noon, sponsored by Mediacom Careers. Count it down. Three, two, one. It's baseball season, and if you're looking for a place to go for all the MLB games, make it Draft House 50 Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Cubs, Twins, Royals, White Sox, Cardinals, even the Brew Crew, or an out-of-market game. Draft House 50 has you covered with the MLB Extra Innings Package. Upscale bar food, an amazing beer selection, and on the weekends, brunch and Bloody Mary Bar every Saturday and Sunday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Draft House 50 Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Your Honor, I stand before you to prove that AT&T's two-year price guarantee is the ultimate all-included bundle experience. Order! I submit Exhibit A. DirecTV select all-included package with over 145 channels. Exhibit B. Monthly fees for Wi-Fi gateway, Genie HD DVR, and three additional receivers included. Objection! Overruled! Exhibit C. Reliable high-speed internet and digital home phone. Order! And to close, lock in your bundle price at $89.99 a month for two years with AT&T. The court rules in favor of AT&T. Call your local dealer now. Switch to DirecTV today and start enjoying the nation's number one satellite TV service. Call Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. That's Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. For us, 24-month TV and 12-month internet agreements and combined billing. New approved customers only must remain active and in good standing on all services or then prevailing rates apply in second year. Prorated ETF up to $480 for TV, $180 for internet, equipment, non-return, and other fees and conditions apply. Call for details. Offer ends 121.17. Jim Brunson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG. Live from the Wolf Construction Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent. All right, everybody, just a couple of minutes till we get to the uh, top of the hour break. Uh, when we come back, Alex Halstead, Cyclone Alert 24-7 Sports, will be our guest. Uh, we will get into everything Iowa State with Alex, and we got questions. Like, what the heck's your basketball team going to look like? Well, we know kind of what they're going to look like. 
Are they going to be any good? Are they going to be any good? <laughs> we have no idea. It's the great unknown. That's It's going to be interesting. Yeah, yeah. It really will be. I, I, if you're a Cyclone fan, this might be one of the more interesting seasons that you have seen in some time. Well, and I also wonder where this fan base is going to be with their expectations. Okay. After seven consecutive years yes. in the NCAA tournament. Terrific run. Are the expectations maybe going to be a little bit out of line mm. of what the reality is going to be with this team? That's fair. Now, they still have two open scholarships. They do. They could bring in two players. I, I would be shocked if they brought in two. But I could see them bringing another player. Another player in? Yeah. And it's funny, before the Kasango news came out, uh, Alex had an article on one of the uh, Cyclone tailgate events that he was talking about. You know, maybe we'd like to find another guard. Now does it flip back the other way mm-hmm. and look for another forward that'd be eligible to play right away, a fifth-year guy, transfer, whatever right, it may be. Right, right. Or even maybe a junior college player. You know, lots of things can still pop oh, up. Oh, sure, yeah. It's it's not like the old days when no. everything was kind of said and done by this point. It's a different kind of uh, thing that happens, and, and we see guys show up during the summer a lot. Maybe that'll be the case as well. At any rate, Alex Halstead is just around the corner, so if you want your latest uh, Cyclone info, he's the guy, and he'll be our guest at the top of the hour. Jimmy B and TC, the Big Talker, 1700. 1700 KBGG is the Big Talker in Des Moines with Jimmy B and TC. Noon to 3, sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG. Hey, everybody, it's me, it's Jimmy B, and I'm here to tell you about Aspen in the West Glen Town Center in West Des Moines. You want a great workout? Aspen has got everything that you need. It's a newly remodeled facility. All the machines, all of the weights, training sessions, everything that you need to get your health improved. And right now, Aspen is running a family add-on special. One dollar to join any membership for someone in your family as well. Just one dollar. It's a family membership add-on special. It's Aspen, West Glen, Town Center, West Des Moines. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net. For Wolf Construction, A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau, wolfconstruction.net. Do you love your mattress? Well, when you shop early at Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale, you will. Thanks to our Love Your Mattress 120-night money-back guarantee. Shop early and save up to $1,000 store-wide on the latest sleep technology from Beautyrest, Serta, and others. Plus, save up to $400 on select adjustable bases and get up to two free pillows only during Mattress Firm's Memorial Day sale. For offer details, visit mattressfirm.com slash circulars. Product offers and prices may vary in Hawaii and Alaska. Tom's Auto Sales, we're a one-stop shop for all brands of cars, trucks, and SUVs. At Tom's Auto Sales, we have great prices and a great selection of the best quality used vehicles around. Visit our website at tomsautogroup.com. Tom's 
Yeah, your toilet's definitely clogged, but I think I found the problem. Sir, is this your action figure? Yes. I sent him in to check out the pipes. As a small business owner, you've got enough to deal with. Let the experts at Progressive insure your business so you can focus on more important things. With over 30 commercial auto and business coverage options, we'll build a plan that's right for you. Um, I got something else. Are these toy cars? Had to send in backup. Visit ProgressiveCommercial.com to get started. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. The people who design, engineer, and build Ford vehicles never rest. And neither do the specialists who service them. No one keeps those cars and trucks running or stopping better than them. After all, no one knows your Ford better than Ford and Ford Service. Now get a $50 rebate by mail on any Motocraft brake service when you use the Ford Service credit card. Subject to credit approval, taxes extra, rebate by prepaid debit card. Pads or shoes on most vehicles, one axle exclusions apply. See your participating Ford dealer for rebate details through 63017. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 KBGG with Jimmy B and TC, Des Moines' savviest sports duo. The trick golf shot that I do have is when I hit it in the woods if I find it. If I find it in the woods... I'm good. I've seen you golf. A trick shot for you is hitting the green in regulation. There you go. Then join former Pro Bowl running back Tiki Barber and Brandon Tierney for the Tiki and Tierney Show. And head into the evening with former registered sports writer Bill Ryder with Ryder Than You on the Big Talker 1700 KBGG. When is the best time to talk to your family about staying in touch during a disaster? When floodwaters reach your door? When wildfires are engulfing the edge of your neighborhood or an earthquake is destroying buildings. When a tornado is tearing through town or a hurricane strikes. Or is the best time perhaps today? During a disaster, you may not be able to stay in touch with your family or friends as easily as you think. And it's not always as simple as using your cell phone. That's why now is the time to take action. Go to ready.gov communicate and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait.